Hey, hey, friends. Welcome to Let's Have Tea. I'm your host, Rebecca. This is a place that you can meet up with some friends to grow in God's Word. It's a place to slow down in life. A place that you can soak in God's presence while you sip on your hot cup of coffee, hot glass of tea, or even a glass of Coke. But why tea? Why did I choose Let's Have Tea? Think about a tea bag. If you're making tea and the longer you leave that tea bag in that hot water, the stronger it's going to get. God's Word tells us in Psalms 27, 14, wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart be courageous. Wait for the Lord. The longer we remain in His Word, the longer we remain in His presence, the stronger we are going to get. So join us as we go through each day just learning about God, learning more of His Word and more more of His character and just stepping out in faith and taking Him at His Word. Hey, hey, I'm so glad you joined us today. It's Tuesday, June the 9th. Today is Girl Preach. So today we're going to be talking a little bit about being uniquely created. I have, me and my husband has been married for 30 years, and I have always wanted to have like a sunflower garden or just a bunch of sunflowers just wherever, you know, around our yard. And so we got some finally planted this year, our 30th year of marriage. And these last, this last week, probably, I have been just completely mesmerized by these flowers. I go out morning, literally morning, noon, and night, and look at them, take pictures, see how they've changed, see how they've um, grown overnight or just literally throughout the day. I went out this morning about 7.30 and was taking some pictures of them. And um, I'm looking at a picture right now of them. And there's one that's, it's a little more mature. You know, it's open um, like a normal sunflower would be. And then there's one below it that you can tell it's a younger sunflower. It's not opened um, as fully as the first one. And then over to the far right, there's another sunflower that's just a bud. It's beginning. You can see some yellow, but the green leaves are still covering it. And I think when I've been, as I've been watching these sunflowers, I was thinking this needs to be the topic for girl preach. So I wanted to print this picture out so that as I'm um, reading scripture or just looking at it or thinking about it, I can relay what I'm seeing. And, And the picture will be on the Let's Have Tea Facebook page, and I'd like for you to go and check that out. But what is so unique about these sunflowers, and we probably have... I don't know, it's probably 20 or 30 feet 
um, span of sunflowers. So we have them, um, they're of all, I, I don't know ages, but all um, different maturity levels, I guess. You know, some are babies, some haven't bloomed yet, some are, you know, bigger. But as I was looking at scripture over how God has created us, I was thinking about these sunflowers. Psalm 139, 13 through 14, it says, You alone created my inner being. You knitted me together inside my mother. I will give thanks to you because I have been so amazingly and miraculously made. Your works are miraculous and my soul is fully aware of this. Did you know that we are chosen? God has chosen each and every one of us. First Peter 2 9 says, However, you are chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, people who belong to God. You were chosen to tell about the excellent qualities of God who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And we're all called. We are all uniquely created. We all have different levels of maturity in life, different levels of maturity in God's word. But just like these sunflowers, just like this picture that I took just seven, three hours ago, um, these flowers are doing their own thing. The one to the far right, it's not trying to push its way through to, to be mature like the first flower that I talked about. The one that's, that's open and, you know, oh, that's a sunflower. You know, you can tell what it is. It's doing what it was created to do. And that's exactly what God wants us to do. If you work outside of the home, if you, um, even if you're in the grocery store or shopping or you are a leader of one of your kids' groups, don't measure yourself by the person standing next to you. Don't measure yourself by the person that walks through the doors at church and you know, oh my goodness, they, they've done this, 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 and this, and, and here I am, you know, look at me. God doesn't look at us that way, and he doesn't want us to look at ourselves that way. Philippians 1, 6, it says, I am sure of this, that he who started a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. So just like these flowers, the work has been started. They started as a seed. They were planted in soil. They made their way. You know, they, they grew. They, they got the right amount of um, water. The, the soil was right. They pushed through the dirt. They were doing what they were created to do. They weren't looking at the next flower or the one 30 feet down the, 
down the sidewalk to see, well, what's that one doing? Do I need to hurry? Do I need to wait? I don't want to be first, but oh, I don't want to be last. I just want to be in the middle. God's not called us to be in the middle. Maybe God's not called us to be first. Maybe God's not called us to be last. Maybe he has. But he has called us with a unique creation that only we have. Those gifts and talents that I love talking about. Because for so long, well, I can't do that. Well, of course I can't. But through Jesus, I can. And so many times we we don't, we don't put, we don't look at it through the eyes of faith. If God has called me to teach Sunday school or to teach uh, a class on Wednesday night at church, no, I can't do it. Becky Moran can't. I mean, I can get up there and read some scripture. But when I do it through Jesus, when I allow him to lead God and direct me as I study and pray and and stand at the the little pulpit and and teaching his word I can do it then but if I get up there on my own I'm just reading scripture but I can't compare myself to the person that taught Sunday school before me and the person that will teach after me, they can't compare their self to me because their, their method, their way of teaching or studying or delivering the message that God has for us, or it's going to be different than the message that he gives me and the way he has me to relay it. So as women, and I guess, I mean, if there's men listening, um, Men have a competitive side too, but women, and I get, I'm just speaking from experience, um, we, we tend to look at Instagram a little bit different. Oh, look, look, look how she's dressed or, you know, she's, oh, we're the same age and, you know, so we start. Well, my I don't my hair is not cut like that, or her complexion is so smooth and flawless, and she has a waistline, and look her legs are toned, and look at her arm. I mean, we tend to judge how we should look, how we should do things, by the way someone on social media or at work or at church or down the street. Or even a total stranger when you're shopping at the mall. We each have a message. We each have a testimony. We have something burning inside of us. And God is telling us, don't compare yourself to others. What I've given you, go preach it. Go teach it. Live it. But we can't effectively do that as long as we're comparing ourselves to the next person. And and it's it is it's easy to fall into that 
because that's the way society wants us. That's how they sell stuff. Well, if you want to have, you know, have these abs like this model, you know, just do this or let me sell you this. And we can buy the whatever it is they're selling, the creams, the the wraps, the the drinks. Yeah, I'm not saying that they don't work. But they might not we might not come out of it looking like that model. We might be we might actually have better results than the model. We might not have the results like that model. Because God that's how uniquely created we are. Isaiah 64, 8 says, Yet you, Lord, are our Father. We are the clay. You are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. How many times do we feel, oh, we messed up. I shouldn't have said that. Or, oh, I wish I wouldn't have done that. Or, or we feel like we are, have been shattered by the decisions that we've made. Or maybe it's been the decisions that, you know, a loved one, a spouse, a, a, a child, a parent, a sibling, you know, someone close to us. Actions that they've made and then now we're shattered. Isaiah 64, 8. We are the clay. God is the potter. We can go back to that potter's wheel like it talks about in Jeremiah. And he can smooth out that brokenness. He can, those nicks from being, um, Maybe somebody has rubbed us the wrong way or said something to us. It hurt our feelings. It broke our spirit. He can, we can go back to him. And we don't have to say, well, look at me. I'm so broken. But look at her. Look at him. They have it all together. We don't know that. Even the person most closest to us, chances are they're not going to tell us all of those deep secrets all of that deep brokenness but we have a father that just says daughter come here come back to me come and sit with me a while let me smooth out those cracks let me let me feel in what you're trying to use the world or, um, I can't think of the word that I'm trying to say, uh, com- comparison, what you're trying to fill those cracks with, that's not going to work. Let me, let me, let me fix you. Because we are truly like a beautiful clay pot. We're going to have age you know just if you leave a, a clay pot outside it's it's going to start to show some age if you bring it in it's i mean it's going to do the same thing it's just at a, a different time frame a different level 
But if we will spend time with our Heavenly Father, He will do a work in us. Even when we have compared ourselves to the next person because we we weren't at the same level as as they are and that's where we want to be and then it has left us feeling defeated god knew us before he formed us in our mother's womb he has set each each one of us apart he has appointed us to be his, his mouthpiece. Friend, there is there's nothing greater than, than hearing that. I mean, it is other things that are greater, but when you are marred and cracked and broken and you feel in, like you're abandoned, God has created us to be set apart. He has appointed us to preach his word. Psalm 139, 16 says, You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. Isn't that amazing? So in... In this book of our life, we tend to add extra stuff to it. That's those burdens that get heavy because we weren't created to carry those. We bring all of that on ourselves, and then we feel defeated. We feel like, what's the use? Let me just throw in the towel. I quit. I can't do this. But then God is saying, Daughter, I know every single hair on your head. You are important to me. Maybe you feel like who am I? Maybe you feel like nobody notices me. Psalm 139, 2 through 4 says, You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I am going to say even before I say it, Lord. He knows us that well. And for us to have that message deep within us and, and what we're preaching is not what He has instilled in us, what He has imparted into us, and so when we're we're saying all of these things, well, I'm not good enough. Does God ever, does he even see me? And he's like, daughter, son, you've your life has a great purpose. Come back to the potter's wheel and let me let me do some work on you, on your image. 
Give me those ashes and I will give you beauty. But we have to be willing and able to lay it down. And that's hard. It's easier just to stick it in a box and put it in the top of the closet or under the bed. But if we don't deal with it, it's always going to be a ball and chain that holds us back. We're not going to be able to preach the message that he has for us. Girl, preach. Son, preach. What message is burning within you? What message do you need to preach? What message do you need to share? What testimony can you share with somebody today? Maybe you come across a scripture and it's just, it has set you on fire and you just need to, you need to tell everybody in the office, you need to tell everybody at home, you need to tell all of your followers on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Send out that email. Do it. Because you've got a message that, that needs to be told. God wants you to do that. That's, that's, that's what he put all of this inside of us for. Psalm 119, 73 and 74 says, You made me. You created me. Now give me the sense to follow your commands. May all who fear you find in me a cause for joy. For I have put my hope in your word. When we put our hope in other places, when we put our hope into our spouse, our children, our job, our savings account, our checking account, when we put our hope into things that everything else but not God's word, we're gonna be we're gonna feel defeated. We're not gonna have that joy. It says, may all who fear you find in me a cause for joy, for I have put my hope in your word. Is your hope found in his word? Where have you put your hope? Because when we, when our hope is in the right place, and that's, that's in God and in his word, because his word cannot lie, he cannot lie. We're not going to be looking at the person, at the, the woman or the man next to us. And we're not going to compare ourselves to them. We're going to bloom where we're planted. And when, when we are sensitive to the Holy Spirit, and he says, this is where I want you. This is where you need to grow some roots, get planted and preach. But until we put our hope in his word, we might be planted, but we're not going to have those roots that we need to keep us grounded in his word. So what's the message that God has for you to preach? What's the message that God has for you to be a witness for him? Testify of that hope. Testify of that joy. 
you've got a message, girl. Preach it. So until next time, let's have tea.